Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, hey, everybody. Well, hey, welcome to another edition of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. And, you know, I'm excited about today's show. And, you know, every week that I have an opportunity, and I consider it a privilege to come and share some things with you, I just really say, wow, you know, I am blessed, blessed to have such an amazing life. And I'm just thankful that uh, God continues to give me opportunities to create influence. And today I want to talk to you about why remaining faithful to the vision is crucial in the life of an entrepreneur. Now, last week we talked about building a legacy and the key steps needed to achieve the vision that has been placed upon your heart. There was quite a bit of chatter and questions about what is needed to see that vision come to pass and to what degree it will cost you something if you seek after your vision wholeheartedly. Now, that cost is going to look different based upon the individual and their circumstances. However, one thing will remain constant. You must make the commitment to do what is necessary to bring that vision into focus and ultimately birth that legacy into existence. You may be asking, well, you know, Dr. J, how do I do that? One of the first steps is to remain faithful to your calling. That calling may be in a corporate setting, in a ministerial or church setting, or as an entrepreneur. But regardless of where your calling may be, you must jealously guard it and stay the course. On today's show, we have Minister Gail Reese. Now, you are going to be blessed and you're going to take away a lot of nuggets. She is a pillar of the community and she's going to be joining us to share how and why she is continuing to build her legacy on the faith-based side and in the civic engagement arena. Now, before we do that, I always have to remind you that I care about your personal development and also just your business acumen as well. And for that reason, if you navigate to jasoncarthen.com, we have free personal development resources there for you. Every week, you know, I'll be providing uh, leadership videos for you. Also, the Monday Morning Leadership Minute, just really to equip you and to get you ready. And also, as a reminder, if you want to call in and be a part of today's show, you can do that. You want to give us a call at 1-888-281-1110. We want to hear from you. And then also, if you want to tweet your questions to at Jason Carthen. That's something that I love getting, and I thank you all that you've been sending your notes and your questions and just some of the callers last week. I really appreciate that. Now, without further ado, let me read you just a little bit about Gail and just what she's been doing. She is the executive director of the Ministry of Reconciliation. Their mission is to blanket our cities with prayer and the gospel of Jesus Christ. An initiative to work in love and unity with the body of Christ, giving special assistance to pastors in the area of revival, evangelism, and discipleship of all ages in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio and beyond. As a member of United Pastors and Missions, she assists various pastoral ministerial alliances. She equips churches in goals for souls and prayer mobilization initiatives to adopt streets to pray for and share 
the gospel with every person, every family, on every street, and in every community. She is an organizer for Northeast Ohio United Networks of Youth Ministries that partners with churches and parachurch youth ministries. You know what? At the end of the day, Gail has taken the gospel to many people on the streets, in homes, prisons, mental facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, by any means consistent with the character of God. Gail Reese is a wife and a mother of three adult children. She has been serving in ministry for 42 years, everybody. Let's welcome Gail Reese to the show. Gail, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jason. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I tell you what, I've been excited about this interview, and I know I just want to say thank you because I know there have been some personal challenges and even just some things that have taken place in the last couple of days. And I sincerely just want to extend to you my condolences. I know that there was uh, some tragedy in the family. So I just want to say thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for you allowing me to come in and join you. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, Gil, let's bring people up to speed. I know that you've been doing a lot of things. And as I shared in your intro, very brief, I could have went on and on. <laughs> you got 40, <laughs> 42 yeah. years you have been serving. Gail, what is what are, what are some of the things you've been doing most recently? Didn't you just well, have something we, happen? Yes, we did. Most recently, we had a uh, student leadership conference. Um, that we uh, just truly are grateful to the Lord about. Uh, it was geared to, uh, with our theme, to pass the baton to the next generation of young leaders was our theme. And so we engaged uh, different workshop tracks. Uh, one was actually for the students, where we had tracks uh, from helping them to focus on their future uh, and understand what God's purpose and plan is for their lives. Also, uh, one of the workshops dealt with helping them to deal with today's issues and then how they can help empower their own peers with not the problems, but with solutions. Some of the issues they dealt with and, and was talked about was the substance abuse, the depression and, and suicide that unfortunately has increased amongst this generation, and of course the violence. And uh, then also we talked about the pros and cons of social media mm. that's out there today. So we had tracks for workshops for students, for parents, for youth leaders, and also for educators, because all of these uh, uh, people surround these young people's lives. And if we're going to really help them to be the leaders that God has ordained them to be, we need to be working together. Mm, Well, I tell you what, Gail, it sounds like you're being intentional, because many of the topics that you just talked about, the depression and just the, the prevalence of suicide now and the violence, I mean, we see it every day. I know when I watch the news or I'm watching CNN. I, I see the violence. I see the different things that are taking place. And it sounds like you're being intentional in equipping not only the students, but also the parents and those that have a touch upon their lives, like the educators. So, you know, I applaud you for that now. But I have to ask you, uh, are you running into any sort of barriers? You know, are all the students and educators willing to go, OK, these are great ideas and I'm just going to do what you tell us to do. Do you ever bump into anything? Well, we bump into problems. You, you never do anything um, uh, in your calling or your walk uh, that God has uh, called you to without uh, problems, without some people understanding what you're doing and some people not. So mm-hmm. uh, we have that, but we accept that as, as part of the call. Mm. And uh, as I follow the life of Christ, 
you know, he came to, to, to minister to people, to give people good teaching, minister to their needs, but everybody didn't accept it. So That's we right. kind of understand that as part of what we do. But the majority, I have to say, Jason, the majority are open and receptive. Uh, they hear what's going on. They, they read the statistics uh, as I do. And yet we all want to say together, we don't want to just talk about the problems. We want to pray, seek God, and plan together on how we can find strategic, God-given solutions. Mm. And so that's the voice of the majority. Nice, nice. And, and I love that. I mean, because at the end of the day, you want to make sure you have a common voice because even after they leave the student leadership conference, they have to go back to those educators. They have to go back to those parents. I know in the past um, I used to, and many people probably don't even know this, but I'm certified in multi-systemic therapy. And the idea behind that was we would go into the homes, we would go into the schools, and we would work with those administrators and ultimately have a connectivity between the parents and the schools. Because once they leave things like the Student Leadership Conference, you have to release them back to those people that right. are going to influence them and impact them. And and if you haven't touched them, just like it with MST, if you haven't touched them then really you're actually sending the students back into a situation where they can forget all those things or be subject to ridicule and challenges and all of that. So it sounds like you guys are doing some great stuff, Gail. That is good. That's very good. God be the glory. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let me ask you this now. What is the Ministry of Reconciliation? You, you have to educate us a little bit on that. I know you're doing a lot, but give us some words. What is the Ministry of Reconciliation? a nonprofit 501c3 evangelistic outreach missions ministry uh, if we look around and I'm sure you've seen this as others uh, we do church well we so to speak most of, most of us do. be nice and it's needful and we, we don't want to take away from that inside of our four walls of our church we have people that have given themselves to be ushers for years and years and years, greeters, and try to welcome people into the church doors. And we've given, uh, given ourselves some to be in deacons and trustees to make sure the administrative uh, and clerical workers are doing a good job. We, we raise up good choirs that encourage people through song. And so we do good ministry inside of those four walls. Sunday school teachers are in place on Sunday. And, mm-hmm. and the superintendent opens the doors for the Sunday school to get started. There you so go. people can be taught truth from God's Word that can enrich their lives. But the one thing that we've lacked in the church is the outside part. Mm. We, are, we are called to twofold ministry. Jesus himself, when he walked the earth, he did ministry in the synagogues. But you found Jesus on the street ministering to the woman caught in the adultery to let her know, yeah, you've done wrong, but there's forgiveness for you. Mm-hmm. You see Jesus out on the street when Zacchaeus got up in the tree to, to see who he was and said, come down. Yeah, you're a rich man, and most folks are mad at you because you've been cheating people, but I'm going to come to your house and bring salvation today. Mm -hmm. And so he was outside, also where the needs of people were. So that's what we're saying to the church. Continue the good ministry on the inside, but we've got to begin to do more to come outside of those four walls and remember from whence each of us have come. Mm -hmm. You know, we were out there, liars. We were out there, uh, sexual sin. We were out there. alcoholics or drug addicts, and God came and reached us through somebody. And so we cannot get inside of the church and forget to go out and reach somebody as somebody reached us. 
All right, now, Gail, you about to get in trouble. I know it's Sunday <laughs> afternoon, but you just you you trying to get on the radio. We going out to close to two hundred thousand people, and you are sharing the word. I appreciate that, Gail, and don't you stop. Here's our reality. Now let's let's bring this back around, and we're gonna have to take a commercial break here in a couple of minutes. But the reality is that when you talk about evangelistic outreach ministry. This is intentionally bringing the word of God, the love of God, the care of Christ to people out in the community. And you're being intentional with it. And I heard you say that, you know, outside of the four walls of ministry, we're not as polished as we need to be. Now, on the inside, yes, we understand all those different things. But, Gail, it sounds like you're coming outside of that. You're being intentional. You're helping people. You're trying to move people towards that relationship and that love of Christ and demonstrating that on a daily basis. Am I correct? Did I hear you well with that? You, you hear me well. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Well, let's do this now. Now let's bring it back around. Cause in two minutes here, we're going to take a break. Now, let me ask okay. you this really Gail, what you're doing for the cause of Christ. You're also an entrepreneur because you're out in the community. You're, you're using self-motivation. You're learning how to do business. You're learning how to do things with a nonprofit. And Gail, you've done well. <laughs> 42 years you've been serving in ministry and many people sometimes fall by the wayside when the cares of life press in. So I want our listeners to have a better understanding of what keeps you passionate? What keeps you passionate about young people? What keeps you passionate as an entrepreneur that's doing this thing in ministry and and just take about a minute here and we'll pick up on the other side of the break but share just a little bit with me what keeps you passionate and and glad you asked that jason because one of the things that that definitely keeps me passionate is what i tell young people that i minister all the time if i don't do some basic things on a daily consistent basis i could fall just like anybody else and lose sight of my calling lose sight of what i'm doing for, for god and for the kingdom and for people Basically, one, I stay daily in the Word of God. Mm. I stay daily developing a prayer life with God. Nice. For my own needs and for the needs of others. Very Daily, good. I give myself to those things that wow. I have to be consistent with. Gail, you know what? I want to hear the rest when we come back from break. Hey, everybody, listen. We are talking about why remaining faithful to the vision is crucial in the life of an entrepreneur. We are on with Gail Reese. She is talking about some amazing things to kick us off here. Make sure you stay tuned and we're going to jump right back in. Stay tuned with us. Be sure to join us July 24th for this year's Celebrity Golf Classic sponsored by the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative at Glen Eagles Golf Course in Twinsburg. For more information, join us on the web at www.thelightinitiative.org or call us at 330-425-0962. We need your help. And now back to Dr. Jason Carson and Discover the Leader in You. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back to Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. And we have been talking about the reality of why it's so important to remain faithful to the vision, you know, especially in the life of an entrepreneur. And 
And it doesn't mean that you're going to be in corporate America. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in a nonprofit setting or even in a church setting. It is what is that calling upon your life and how are you building into that on a daily basis? We've been talking to Gail Reese and and Gail, just want to uh, remind our callers that if you want to connect with us, give us a call at 1-888-281-1110. And if you have questions for Gail, this is your moment to glean some wisdom here. 42 years serving and answering her call as an entrepreneur and also in ministry. So, Gail, when we transition to break, you, you share with us the first nugget of staying daily in the word and then also what what did you transition to you you shared another one there what was your second yeah, one yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh emphasis of developing a prayer life mm. um prayer life actually can't be very effective without uh spending some quality time in the word because your prayer life must be a life of faith and the word of god says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and jason I also just want to to share uh, I often, I've often read the book of Job, and Job went through a lot in life, as we talked earlier about when you're, when you're walking in your cause, some negative things that can come up against your life personally, and even sometimes words as Job faced from his own wife, saying, curse God and die, when she didn't understand what was going on in his life. But one thing Job said that always stuck to my heart as I read that story, he said, he esteemed God's word more than is necessary food. Mm. And, I, and I captured that for my own personal life as well. And then even the life of Jesus. I mean, when Jesus was being attacked by the enemy, the declaration of what he declared, and when he fought against the enemy, the weapon was the word of God. I, Jesus said, it is written. He had what was written to stand against the attacks of the enemy. And so if we're going to stand longevity, uh, the word of God and prayer must be a daily commitment uh, of our lives. Uh, for that growth and maturity for our own selves and to be able to flow uh, in ministry to others. Amen. Well, I tell you what, uh, you know what, Gil, that that piece right there, when you talk about growth and maturity, you know, I, I wish we had even more time today, but the reality is that so many of us, if we're not digging into our word, if we're not meditating and sharing and praying through and trying to understand what God has for us, We'll never grow spiritually. You know, it's one of those things that we just kind of stay where we are. And and it's hard to deal with life in general if you if you are not fully equipped and you don't have on the full armor of God that you can deal with things that are taking place. Now, Gail, let me um, I want to just enter in. We had a caller just come in and I think she has a comment. Uh, are you there, caller? Yes, I want to say greetings to you and your guests. And I have two questions and a comment for your guests. Sure, go ahead. Uh, my two questions are, I wanted to say for the, the leadership programs you have, what portion or part of the Bible would you recommend to your students to first read A? And B, I wanted to know concerning social media, is it one particular portion or part of the social media that you suggest is not good, positive, resource for them to use. And my comment is, we definitely should have some type of strong foundation, because life's going to get you if you if you like it or not. So it's always best to have a solid foundation. And I want to hang up for your comments. Good day. All right. Thank you so much, Caller. I appreciate that. Now, Gail, do you want to tackle that first part? Because, hey, that was directed right towards you. What section of the Bible would you suggest for some of the young people that 
may want to get started or move forward in in terms of the leadership piece? One of the things I, uh, first portions of the scriptures that I, I definitely um, encourage them to go into the New Testament because I encourage them to, to follow the life of Christ. I, I encourage young people, follow me only as I follow Christ. And then I want them to glean off of me and just really learn how to be a true, total disciple of Jesus Christ. So I, I take them to the Gospels. But in also I also take them into studies on mm-hmm. of young people that were used of God in the Scriptures. Yes. In the Old Testament, I talk to them about Daniel yes. and his three friends, how they stood up and dared to be different when the majority was going in a total different direction because they knew what was God's will for them to follow. And you follow the lives of Daniel and those three, three friends, and you'll see them on and on from teens all the way to young adults, even into their adult life, standing the, staying the course of being bold to be different for Christ. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about David, how they were steadily telling them, you're too young to fight Goliath. You're too young to come against the giant. You, you're, you're just a youth. But yet David built a relationship with God as a young boy. Mm-hmm. We go back into his young life of how he obeyed his father. He served under his father. He was obedient. He was a young man of, of integrity and obedience. Uh, he learned how to become a worshiper even in a, in a young age. Yes. And we talked to them about the life of David. And then he became even bold enough as a teenager when all the adults were running and hiding. He stood up against the giant of that day. And we teach them how they can stand up with that same tenacity because they will understand of how to be a worshiper at a young age, how to get into the Word of God and learn who God is so they can dare to stand up for who God is in the face of adversity. Absolutely. Gail, that is spot on. And I tell you what, I, I love the example of bringing it home that, hey, there are young people just like you <laughs> in the yeah. Word of God who, who actually raised that banner for Christ. They raised that banner for God to say, okay, this is how I'm going to live my life. And people began to follow. They saw the demonstration of faith and people fell in line with that. And they said, OK, this is it. And, Gail, you know, one piece I didn't get a chance to share, you know, from your bio. And like I said, I could have just kept going on and on. The reality is that one of the components you shared in there is that, you know what, I strive to have a life like Christ. I want to be like Christ. And that's the example of what you're talking about when you talk about our young people. If my life is not lining up in that way, then you don't want to follow me. <laughs> I'm trying to follow God <laughs> and do what I'm supposed to do. Now, there was a second part of that question there. Um, you know, our caller, thank you so much for calling in. And we welcome others to call as well because we want to be a resource for you. But what social media you know, is a little bit more maybe uh, vulnerable for our young people. Maybe where does there need to be a little bit more moderation? Now, Gail, do you want to share anything on that, or you want me to kind of share, or what are your thoughts? You, you can you can hit it first, and I'll jump in. Okay, excellent. Well, one of the things that I would share, just for our caller, you know what? We have to, no matter whether it's Twitter, uh, Facebook, or, honey, what's the other one? The Snapchat? My bride is in the studio <laughs> with us as well. So. <laughs> Yes, Instagram, you know, (laughs) Snapchat, all those things. You know, at the end of the day, I think it's really an issue of balance. I had to tell my daughters the other day, put those phones away. You know, it's one of those things that if you don't have balance, then it's going to be a challenge for you. And then ultimately that vulnerability is increased more and more because 
it's almost like they're tethered to social media. And if you don't have balance, you're going to stay connected with it. You're going to wake up and look for it. You're going to go to bed and look for it. And you have to have balance. So I think all of those things that we just mentioned uh, for our caller, you have to be mindful of each one and have a full understanding of what you're allowing into your house. You know, you have to be careful of that. Now, Gail, what are your thoughts on that? And we're going to transition after your comments. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it is that balance. Like you said, uh, I, I raised uh, some, some children of my own, and now I'm, I even have some grandchildren that I'm also having to help to speak into their lives. And there is good in Facebook. There's good in Twitter. There's good in Instagram and, and having relationships with people. But there also is that part that can get you in trouble. Yes. And one of the things we teach uh, strongly to young people and the parents is we got to realize that what comes out of the heart becomes who we are. Mm. So what goes in determines what comes out. That's right. And when you think about all of the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, it's messages that's being put into us from all of this from ear gates and eye gates that enter into our mind and into our heart. Jesus declared, out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Out of the heart comes murder. Out of the heart comes fornication. Out of the heart comes these things. A good man in the good treasures of heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasures of heart brings forth evil things. So we've got to enable them to see what you watch, what you listen to consistently, will become what you will think, what you will say, and eventually what you will do. All right, Gail Reese, I tell you what now, I have to react to, and I want you to, I'm going to tee this up for you. You know I love playing golf, Gail. So I want to tee this up for you when we come back from break. You mentioned ear gates and eye gates. I don't think our listeners really understand the gravity of those. So when we transition back, I want you to unpack that a little bit. And then we'll put the capstone on a social media piece. But, hey, everybody, you are on with uh, Dr. Jason Carthen, and we're talking about Discover the Leader in You. And Gail Reese is joining us today, and she is sharing some nuggets of wisdom. Make sure you stay with us, everybody. I appreciate each and every one of you. July 24th for this year's Celebrity Golf Classic sponsored by the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative at Glen Eagles Golf Course in Tunsburg. For more information, join us on the web at www.thelotinitiative.org or call us at 330-425-0962. We need your help. And now back to Dr. Jason Carson and Discover the Leader in You. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today and staying connected with us. And you know what? We have a little bit of a contest. We want to do a giveaway for you today, and we're going to add that component each week, but I'm going to need you to call in. I want you to call in to 1-888-281-1110. And the question that I have for you today is, what are three social media platforms that we just talked about that our young people can sometimes be vulnerable on. If you want to call in, we have a free giveaway for you today and just call in, answer that question and we'll be ready set for you. Hey Gail, you know what? Hey, we teed it up for you and we talked about ear gates and eye gates. Now you have to <laughs> unpack that a little bit because I really think it's worthy for discussion because 
we are not guarding some of those things and we sometimes will let anything in. So can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, we do. And um, uh, as I shared the, the scriptures, of it's out of the heart uh, where the evil comes or the good comes. Uh, and so we have to guard that heart. Proverbs 4, uh, 22 to 24, it says, Son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, for out of them, out of they, they enter into the heart, and out of the heart comes the issues of life. Mm-hmm. It comes who you are from your heart. And where does it get? How does it get there? We have the interests that, that are twofold: our eyes and our ears. What we see, the words that pop up on Twitter, the words that pop up on Facebook, the pictures that we see at any given moment. If we don't have guards on what our children are watching online. They can enter into pornography just that quick. Right. And that, that picture can begin to infiltrate their mind. And if they stay glued, it deeply seeps into their heart wow. and it becomes problems. Mm. And so, therefore, we have to be very watchful and we have to teach our, our children, teach our young people that those gates are important for you to become disciplinary and over. That's Don't true. wait just for your parents. But what do you want in your heart? What do you want your life to be? Because Proverbs 23, 7 says also, a man, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's right. That's right. Gail, I tell you what, let's, let's just press the pause button there. And a- after this question for you, you know, I want to I talk to you about at what age you became a leader. But before we talk about that, my reality is this. When I, as a uh, clinician, when I used to go into uh, some of the different homes, when I used to uh, hold some of the groups, especially for some of the substance abuse groups, uh, we had young people in there and they would say, you know, I would ask, well, how did we get down this path? What started us? And Gail, they would share what you just shared. Like maybe wow. they, they were exposed to something they shouldn't have seen or maybe they heard something they shouldn't have heard, but like you said, they stayed entrenched. They were right there. They kept watching. They kept listening, and it became habit-forming for them, and it was so difficult for them, Gail, to get outside of that, and and I had to share with them that it's not too late. I mean, we can counteract what's taking place, but the reality is that you're going to have to be intentional with rethinking things, and Understanding that just because it's taking hold doesn't mean it has to stay that way. So, you know what, Gail, you're dead on. A lot of the stuff that you're sharing is very practical in the sense of what we're talking about. And and also, Gail, just to kind of turn it there for a second, the, the reality is this. You know, you're talking about some things that I'm assuming you have used in order to move forward in life while remaining faithful to the vision in your life as an entrepreneur and doing the things that you've needed to do, your prayer life, uh, being intentional about what you allowed in your ear gates and your eye gates in that way. Am I correct in that assessment? You're absolutely correct. I I had to learn it for myself, and then I had to become a disciplinarian in my home for Mm -hmm. my children. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I got saved as a young person at 17, uh, I had to begin to change some 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 of my record collections. I had to begin to change uh, some of the things I was uh, deeply looking at, and uh, and then when I became a parent, yes. then I be I had to bring that same discipline in my home, and it, it wasn't uh, exciting for my children. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably putting it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 fought it a little bit tooth and nail, and uh, and then but they 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 understood this is the rules of the house, you know, and uh, and of course I'm not. 
uh, a, a uh, parent that's uh, ignorant to the reality that when you're not home, mm-hmm. and they're going to turn. So I came home sometime and found some things on my radio that shouldn't have been there. Uh-huh. And uh, so we had to have another talk. But, but yet what I learned, I tried with my best to teach to my children because now some of my children have children. That's and right. I found they'd come back to me now and say, you know, Ma, you was right on. <laughs> and and I'm now, now I'm teaching my kids the same thing. <laughs> Gail, I tell you what now, I'm waiting on that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there yet. My babies look at me, and I'm just being transparent. My babies look at me like I'm crazy some days. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my bride is over here kicking me under the table like teachable moments. You need <laughs> as many of these teachable moments as possible because, you know what, Gail, and this, uh, thank you for sharing some of these because at the end of the day, you know what, all we can do is impart and give and speak life to our children, but it's up to them, what you just shared, it's up to them whether or not they receive it, but just like what we're talking about today, if you have a vision, not only for your business or your company, but for your family, you have to stay the course. You have to be intentional with what you're sharing, what you're providing, your work ethic, all those things, and and it'll come to pass. It may not be tomorrow, it may not be the next day, but at some point, you know, it will come to pass. So, Gil, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. At what age did you become a leader? I mean, how did you know? Was it was a, a, a switch flipped or what happened? How did you know? I really didn't know exactly uh, when I became a leader and, and began to influence other people's lives. I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. I, I happened to be the second oldest of six children. And so I think think some of that uh, had to uh, brought into place some of my leadership development uh, uh, that I didn't go after. It, it just was a, uh, because of what was a part of my life. My little brothers and sisters, when there was problems in the home, they used to run to me, and I had to try to act like I knew a solution when I even didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that happens in real time these days. <laughs> yeah, and so so that started the, the role of it. But the unfortunate thing for me, I came up. Uh, what was fortunate and unfortunate, I had a very good family life in one realm of the, of the aspect. My, my mom and dad, dad worked at Ford. Mom, we didn't want anything. Uh, we, we had food, clothing, shelter, transportation. All needs were met. Mom only worked if she wanted to. It wasn't because she had to. And so we were well-to-do in that in that reality. The unfortunate thing was my dad, whom I love and, and, and loved the ground my dad walked on, he was a real father, but my dad had a little problem with anger. Mm-hmm. and didn't know how to control it. And so often in my home, there was violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would find ourselves hiding in claws until the violence blew over. But yet, we had such other good things in our family mm-hmm. that even though my mom and dad talked about divorce, I didn't want it to happen because we ate around the table together. We laughed and played together. Yes. We went to church every Sunday, uh, most of us. And, and But the reality was, because of that violence, uh, domestic violence, my family split. When I was 12 years old, uh, mom said it was enough. She couldn't take any more, and she left with six kids. And we now switch from well-to-do, most kids, straight A's and B's, went down to welfare. Dad stayed in our lives. He was always a father. Mom stayed in touch with him because she maintained that she needed him to be a father. But the reality was it was totally different mm. in the home now. We could get away with stuff we never could get away with. And so my hurt from my parents' divorce, quickly, because there was no one to teach me where I could go to get healed. It turned to anger. It turned to bitterness. It turned to unforgiveness against the two parents that I even loved. And it took me spiraling down the hill to a life of going out and saying, y'all didn't care. 
I don't either. My grades went down because I started cutting school, started going out uh, with, with uh, guys seven years older than me, and I could go on and on about the way my life just spiraled down into drugs and drinking. I, at that time, the same leadership skills I had with my siblings took precedence and began to be a part of my life, even out there in the street. I did not only smoke marijuana myself. I went and showed all my friends where I got my stuff from with the drug dealer. Oh, wow. <laughs> I also was the one, when we would go out on Friday night, found the old man that would buy the liquor for us. Come on, friends. I know where the man is. We going to stop in Mickey D's, and he going to show us where to go. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, as a leader, even my, my younger sister said, I would have never smoked cigarettes if you hadn't enticed me. And she said And so that. I found myself being a leader in the wrong way destroying lives even as the devil was destroying mine. And so when I became a Christian at at the blessed leadership of a teenage friend who knew my life before my parents, my parents divorced when my life wasn't that bad at the first beginning, but she was with me long enough to see my life start deteriorate. And so she began to say, Gail, you need to change, girlfriend. You need to go to church with me. I said, oh, no, I don't want church. I want the club. I want the party. I want the, the nightclub. I don't want church. Wow. Because I, I just had lost any connection with what was right for my life at that particular time. But as she kept asking me about the same time, I had one goal, Jason. Out of all the mess I was doing, drinking and didn't want to be an uh, alcoholic, doing drugs but didn't want to be a drug addict, Messing with a guy seven years older than me, lost my virginity too, but I didn't want to be labeled a whole. Mm-hmm. All that was going on, but I had one goal because my parents had a real push for education mm-hmm. and my grades were going down. I would get on my knees and say, God, if you're real, help me finish school. I mm-hmm. don't want to drop out. And with that goal, God used that friend to keep after me for a solid year as a leader that wouldn't quit trying to reach her friend. And she got me in church. She had a father that was a pastor. She figured, if I can't get her to Jesus on my own, if I can get her to church, maybe he can get her to Jesus. All right. <laughs> long story short, <laughs> I heard the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ, that that blood was shed for Gail, that God didn't like any of my lifestyle, but he loved me, and he could clean up my life and put the pieces back together. Then when that blood was being shed, it was blood that could cleanse me from all the sin of my life. And when he rose from the dead with the power in his hand, that power could set me free. Step by step it did. From the drug, from the alcohol, from the, the, the academic failure. All Jesus of those things. made the difference in my life. Amen. And then I, I, I turned the corner and stopped being a leader for the enemy, the devil. And I said, you know what? I want to start letting God use my life. And All I right. Want to lead people well, to Gail, the same reality let's, that I got. Let's transition. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Be sure to join us July 24th for this year's Celebrity Golf Classic sponsored by the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative at Glen Eagles Golf Course in Twinsburg. For more information, join us on the web at www.thelotinitiative.org or call us at 330-425-0962. We need your help. And now back to Dr. Jason Carthen and Discover the Leader in You. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. You know what, Gil? We had to transition there, but I really need to share with you that I just want to say thank you. Uh, just having some different comments here, even in the studio, just about the reality of your transparency. And I just thank you for that. And I think someone of all the thousands of listeners that we have needed to hear that. And and I know I needed to hear that. I mean, that just bolstered my uh, my heart there, just hearing your testimony and and then also some of the other people in the studio, too. But let me ask you this now. Mm-hmm. You shared quite a bit. And again, I applaud you. How have you been able to remain faithful to your vision? You know, we only have a, just a little time left. How, how have you been able to remain faithful? Because, Gail, I mean, you we talk about legacy and we talk about I tell people all the time. My hashtag is destiny focus every day. I live my life on purpose, living for God helping other people, serving as much as I can, giving away as much as I can. How are you doing this thing every day and remaining faithful? One, as I said earlier, I try to keep my eyes on Christ, and I do that through my time with Him mm-hmm. uh, as I strive to become like Him. Mom used to say, you can't hang with the girl down the street because I, I, her life is not going in the right direction. I don't, I'm not condemning and judging her. But if you stay, spend too much time with her, you might end up catching some of the stuff she's doing. Yeah. Well, that's why I spend quality time with Jesus, because I want to be just like him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the, <laughs> but the other reality is, is that, one, I always am open to learn and to grow. Yes. Uh, I know that there's things that I don't know that I need to learn, for instance, through Dr. Jason Carter. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting your, 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 your weekly uh, notes on leadership and, uh, and, and just thank you. Uh, in the time I, I thank God that we've reconnected. I've just yes. been blessed in what I've learned from you, but also realizing that we need others. Um, the scripture also uh, shares with us the hand can't say to the eye, I can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. The hand won't say to the feet, I have no need of you. We need what each other have. We can grow from one another. And, and strengthen one another, encourage one another. So I strive to be connected to others that can enable my life to grow and that I can pour into their lives to grow. And that's one of the things that keeps me moving as well. The other thing, I look around our community. In our communities, uh, it's a scripture in First Timothy 2, 1 through 8. It talks about praying for all men, but it also says give thanks for all men. When I first read that, I was like, God, there's some folks out there. I'm going to give thanks to them for what they're doing. You know? <laughs> yes. but, but the reality is, is that God made good in every human being. Mm-hmm. And when I go to the grocery store, there's people that's serving me. When I'm in a restaurant, there's people that's serving me. When I do this and people get really shocked at this, I said, go home. Look at the tag in your clothes. There's people in another city and state that because of them working in a factory faithfully, doing something good, you have clothes to wear. Right. Look at your, your tiles. They're coming from Japan. They're coming from Taiwan. So in reality, we need to understand as communities, as cities, as nations, as the nations around the world, we need each other. There's something we can give and receive one from another. Now, true enough, because of what I stand for, if there's people who do do not stand with with what they do for the character of God, there may be a limit of what I can do with them Mm -hmm. as far as helping lives. But for the most part, there's many people, churches, ministries, individuals, and organizations that I can link arms with, and we can help one another, and together we can make some positive difference in the lives of others. And the last thing I want to share is I went to, in my desire to grow and always learn, I was blessed to be a part of a, a training that was called from the DeVos Urban Leadership Initiative, 15-month 
training that was given to me. And one of the things that we learned in that training was five core values that, are, that is ongoing helping to shape my life and keep me in longevity in what I do. And that is accountability, interdependence, empowerment, balance, and leverage. Mm-hmm. I know there's not enough time to give the definitions to all of those five core values, but they are an empowerment. They are, they are core values that if we learn how to balance our life, I'm called and to love and serve God first and then to minister and serve my family next. Mm-hmm. And then I'm called to ministry to others. When wow. I keep that balance and learn how to maintain that balance, that enables me to go far. When I learn interdependence of depending even on what God has given into others as well as what God has given into myself, that helps me. Accountability, knowing that I am not perfect, I make mistakes, that I need other people to help me to be in check sometimes. <laughs> okay. We all do. Absolutely. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> you know, and so those are some of the things that also has enabled me to, to continue to go longevity. Oh, wow. Gail, I tell you what, yeah, we only have a few minutes left here, but just for our listeners, you said accountability, interdependence. What was the third one? Balance. Okay, balance. Yep. Empowerment. Empowerment. Okay. And leverage. And then leverage. Okay. Well, Gail, you know, I tell you what, some of the things that you've been able to share today, I know that our listeners are going to be able to take away and implement not only just from understanding how important it is to have a fulfilled and intentional prayer life, but also just understanding that in order to have longevity in your life with anything, and we're talking positive things, we need to have, (laughs) that's right, we need to have a firm grip and grasp on some core values, some of the things that you just shared with us, uh, being intentional in that way, but also outside of that, Gail, you've shared a lot of things today, and many of those things have come back to having a faith in Christ. Uh, We're not pushing anyone towards that. We're not saying that. However, we are sharing what we have in our lives, the the bedrock of what we do. But at the end of the day, we also are telling people that in order to make sure we're being intentional with our young people, we have to demonstrate uh, true passion and care for them. Uh, we have to go outside of the church walls. I'm just recapping some of the things. We have to be intentional about the leadership that we show to others so they can emulate it and move forward. And we also understood just from your testimonial that we can also demonstrate a strong type of leadership that can point people in the opposite direction. So we have to make sure that we're being mindful of how we're leading and loving people and being intentional. And and Gail, I tell you, you you shared a lot of great things today, and I just I applaud you for that. And I know to God be the glory, but Gil, you know what? You also the hands and feet, <laughs> so you're out here doing this thing, so people yeah. see God in you. Now, Gail, I have to press the pause button here for a quick second because every everyone knows that there is a special segment uh, for Discover the Leader in You, and it's time for Doctor Carthen's Corner. And you know what that means. <laughs> All right. You heard that tackle. And each week I feature an individual company or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character, integrity and destiny focused leadership today. Just briefly, I want to talk about Felber PR and marketing in Twinsburg, Ohio. Felber PR and marketing takes a comprehensive view of client opportunity. And if you want to get you know, just a marketing message out there. Make sure you navigate over to felberpr.com or give them a call at 
963-3664. Just want to tell them to keep up the good work. If you want to have your company or your organization or individual featured on Discover the Leader in You, make sure you send me a note to radio at jasoncarthen.com and tell us why you think your company should be featured on Discover the Leader in You. Now, Gil, we didn't have anybody call in and we had the three social media platforms. We had a free giveaway for them and just want to tell our <laughs> listeners, hey, you missed out. Gail, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. We are out of time. and Thank you for yeah, allowing me to come. Absolutely. Gail, just briefly, as we transition out, if people want to get in contact with you, is there a place they can go? Um, is there a website or a phone number or something like that? They, actually, they can reach us at uh, 216-464-1900. That's 216-464-1900. And we just... Uh, some of the young people I used to work with that are coming back and now giving of themselves to work with the ministry, uh, just put a Facebook page up for me. It's Ministry of Reconciliation N.E. Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Ministry of Reconciliation N.E. Ohio. Perfect, everybody. Make sure you go out and like that Facebook page and invite <laughs> Gail out to speak. She's a dynamic speaker as well. Get connected with her, everybody. You've been listening to Dr. Jason Carthen. Live your destiny on purpose every day. Take care now. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.